All right, guys. Well, um, last week we kicked off a message series titled Revival. And it was really just uh, such a powerful thing. I, I think we had this moment, this encounter with God, but there's, there's so much more that God wants to do in us through that. And so if you missed any of it, would you go back and check it out on our podcast or check it out on YouTube? And we're going to get into this. And so with every message series that we have, we have a central passage. And our central passage for this series is Psalms 85 and verse 6. And it says this, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? And the psalmist, they're coming from this place of spiritual complacency. They're coming from this place of uh, spiritual separation from God. And they come before and they say, God, will you not revive us? Will you not bring revival to us, God, so that your people may rejoice in you? And I love their heart. Let's take a moment to pray as we jump into the word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we seek you. Heavenly Father, we desire you. We want more of you in our life. And this very morning, God, we ask for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And so, Father, speak to us in your word. We thank you. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, a little lighthearted fun as we begin here this morning. Um, have you ever walked into maybe a Raiders fan's house? or a Denver Broncos fan's house, or you know those Colts fans? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe those Lakers fans' house. And, and as soon as you got in there, they'll tell you at the door, listen, you can't rep your team in my house. You can't. You got to check that at the door. Let me ask you this. What if someone said you can no longer have your favorite team as your favorite team? What if your game is golf and what if they tell you you can never play golf again in your life? Some of you would be like, one, two, deuces, I'm sorry. We, that, this just is not going to work out. You see, in America, we become accustomed to freedom of speech and, and freedom, freedom of, of expression. expression that, I that I can say, say what, I, what want, I want and I can, and I can say, say it the way, the way that, that I want, that I want to. to. But let me but ask, let me you, ask this you this question. What if someone were to come to you and say, you can no longer speak the name of Jesus? What if someone were to say, listen, that's it, you're done. Jesus can no longer come out of your mouth. It can never be on your lips or your tongue. Never again are you allowed to say the name of Jesus. Do you know this is, this is a reality for many believers in other countries? They are ordered by law not to practice their faith and they're threatened by death. But yet in these same countries, we see so many miracles, signs, and wonders because they seek God and they live boldly for him. You see, in Acts chapter 2 of the Bible, we see the disciples gathered together. The Bible says that they are in one accord. And as they are gathered, they are met with the Holy Spirit. They're empowered with such great revival and the church grows with great bounds. In Acts chapter 3, we see Peter and John on their way to the temple to go and pray. And as they go to pray, they're encountered by this lame man, a beggar, 40 years old, his whole life. He's been here and he has his collection plate and he asks for offering and this is how he survives. But on this particular day, as, as he's sitting there and he's begging, Peter and John walk up and Peter comes directly to him and says, listen, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have. 
I, I, don't, I, I don't have anything to put in your collection plate today, mister, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. A miracle happens. Someone who had been lame their whole life now stands up. And what it does is it stirs up the people. They get excited. They're praising God. It's 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 great thing. Days happen. And as that happens in Acts chapter 4, the religious leaders of the time, they're upset about this. And so they go and they search after Peter and John. They have them arrested and they call them into question. Arrested. Peter and John, what have you been doing? I heard you've been speaking in the name of Jesus. And they threaten them and they order them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Don't ever, don't you ever, ever do it again. And with all the people praising God, in that particular moment, they had nothing they can do but to let them go. And so Peter and John, they leave that place and they run to their friends. And I want you to see what happens here in the book of Acts in verse 24. It says this in verse 23. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And they go on to pray this elaborate prayer. And it's so beautiful. When you get a chance, check it out. In verse 31, it says this. And when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. You see, they were arrested because a man got healed in the name of Jesus. They were ordered not to preach in the name of Jesus. And on their release, they went to their friend's house to go pray. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They preached the word of God boldly. The church continues to explode after this. You see, what we are talking about this morning is revival, is revival. See, last week I told you that the beginning of revival is that coming to seek God. And this morning I want to tell you that the center of revival is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's this strengthening, this powering up. It's something that happens when you don't give up on seeking God. I'm, I'm seeking God, but, but, but I can pause and stop or I can keep going. I can pursue. I can chase after. I can desire. You see, the psalmist says in chapter 42 and verse 1, it says this, as the, as the deer longs for stream of water, so I long for you. So I long for you. See, the psalmist wants nothing more than to be in the presence of God. He has this need in him. I can be all places, but I want to be with God. Well, do we have this desire, this longing, this expression? Because so often along the way, we are met with doubts. You know, we're, we're on the journey and we don't see what's happening, what we thought should happen by now, or we're dealing with persecution. There's somebody in our life who doesn't like what we've been doing, how we've been spending our time, how we use our resources. They don't, they don't like that. Or we get this temporary satisfaction. You know, that was good. Wow, I went to church. Oh man, I prayed. It was a great time. That was great. And then we transition from that God moment 
to something else and we go off and that was good and we have this temporary satisfaction instead of having our cup filled up we got some sprinkles in there and we miss the empowerments of the holy spirit when we give up on seeking god further you see what is this empowerment it is the indwelling of the holy spirit to live boldly for christ this christian walk is hard enough by itself but the indwelling of the Holy Spirit empowers you to live boldly for Christ. You see in the New American Standard Bible version in Acts chapter 4, 31, it says this, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. See, I wanna tell each of you today, there is something that God desires for you. I want to say it this way. There, there, there is something that God wants to do in your life that you may not even be aware of. There is something he sees in you that you may not even see in yourself. And I want to, and I want to encourage you that God wants to bring you to this place where you are confident in your walk in, in God. You are confident in the love of God. You are confident to speak the name of Jesus, to live boldly for Christ. It's great to do it under the radar, but to be bold about it, that God wants to bring you to this place because the truth is the world wants to suppress your walk with Christ, to suppress it, to tune it down, not turn up, this crowd, we don't get that, but that's okay. But, but, to, but to, they want to tone it down. They want to minimize it. They want you to express yourself in all kinds of ways, just not express yourself with Jesus. Don't express yourself with Jesus because Jesus, the gospel, Christian living, that threatens the world's idea of existence and morality. You know, I do what feels good. Right? Right? You're going to question me on what's right? Right is whatever I say is right. This world's uh, idea of how it should be, whatever I think I should do, whatever I feel, whatever feels good, rather than seeking the will of God. You see, the early church was empowered by the Holy Spirit, and because so, they lived boldly for Christ. They understood the will of God. And brothers and sisters, this begins in us as individuals choosing to seek God into the empowerment. See, we get going, but if you'll keep going, you'll experience this empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 21, or 28 and verse 1, it says this, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. Right, the wicked? Uh, uh, no one's chasing me. Wait, uh, you know, trying to get away with whatever they can get away. But the, but the godly, they're bold. They're bold. See, they have a confidence about them. You know, when it comes to lions, lions aren't intimidated by anything. They have this boldness about them. So, so you don't want me to live for Christ, huh? You, you, so, so devil, you want me to doubt about God's love in my life. You want me to doubt the things that God is asking me to do. You want me to give up with, 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 with it's just good, temporary satisfaction. No, no, my God is not done in my life. And he's called me to be bold. You see, this empowerment of the Holy Spirit is best understood when we understand the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14 and verse 26, it says this, but the, 
And if you're online, helper, someone say helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll what? Teach you all things and he'll do what? Bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. See, he's a helper. Have you ever had good help in your life? Somebody that really had your back, somebody that came alongside you, somebody that was there when you really, really, really needed them. The Holy Spirit is a hundred times better than that help. See, the, hundred, the, the Holy Spirit is there as, as a helper. In, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, it says this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Someone say weakness. The truth is we have them. You have them. I have them. We could try and mask them, pretend they don't exist, but you have weakness, I have weakness. The Bible says, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes. Someone say intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You see, he's an intercessor. He says, listen, I know you're going through some things, but hold up, I got this. I got this. I know you're struggling with these areas of your life, but the Holy Spirit as an intercessor in your life says, hold up. I seek your welfare on your behalf. I'm, I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to speak for you. Putting us in position to walk this Christian life. Here's the truth. Many of you right now or at some point in your life have said, I'd like to be a little bit more bold for Christ. At some point in your life, you said that. I want to be more bold for Christ. I, I want to live it out. I want that. I see that and I, and I want that for me. But for one reason or another, that hasn't happened. This excuse, that excuse, that persecution, they don't like what I'm doing or just, I don't know, I got busy. And spiritual complacency has happened and, and for others, maybe a spiritual separation from God has taken place. And I wanna encourage each of you today, seek God and then seek him some more. Seek God and then seek him some more. Because the Bible says that if you seek him, you'll find him. But specifically, I want to encourage you with this. Seek the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what it's like to be close to something and just miss? To be so close and not see it happen in your life? To take that test and just miss passing to, to, to go through that situation, to make that plan, to set those goals and be so close. Do you know what it's like to walk with God and you're on the journey? And if you'll keep going, God's blessing and his favor and his, and, and his hand is over your life, it's there. But temptation, but doubts, but temporary satisfaction hinders us from the things that God has. But if you'll keep going, See, the beginning of revival is this seeking God, but the center of it is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Will you continue to seek God? Will you seek God? And it doesn't matter if today is your first day or you've been walking with God your whole life. I want to tell you this, for every single one of us, as you're watching us, as you're joining us, there is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit waiting for you today. Today, our God is a good father. In Luke chapter 11 and in verse 13, it says this, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, hey, 
How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And so I'm wondering if you'll pray with me today, if you'll pray with me tomorrow, if you'll pray with me the next day, Father, Heavenly Father, will you give us a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Will you pray that? Will you pray, I want a fresh outpouring? To close, I want to ask you this question. What would you do if you were asked to never speak the name of Jesus? Have they said, never again can you say that name, that name that you've held so dearly, that name that you've held as holy, that name that you've had reverence for, that name of Jesus, what would you do if you were asked to never speak it again? You see, in the midst of persecution, the disciples did not run and hide. They ran and prayed. They ran and prayed. They sought after God. And in that, they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. See, these are the same disciples that in two chapters before were filled with the Holy Spirit. There was this great outpouring. And then the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 that the place where they were at was shaken. And certainly the rest of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. But there was this fresh outpouring. This fresh outpouring. The Holy Spirit was fresh in that moment. I want you to see a portion of their prayer as they're seeking God in verses 29 through 31. Just three verses. The last passage I'm going to share with you. This is this. And now, Lord, in their prayer, they're praying to God. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. They're under persecution, right? Peter and John have just been arrested. Look upon their threats. Oh, God, take away their threats. Remove their threats. No, that's not what they prayed. They prayed and grant your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. See, with great persecution, with, with everything on the line, with being threatened, everything could be done and gone. Everything that they had walked with Jesus and now they have this moment. They could say, God, just protect us and remove their threats. No, in the midst of persecution, they said, God, would you grant us great boldness? To continue to speak the word of God. See, I'm trying to take, I'm taking us, God is taking us to this place of, listen, revival, seeking God is great, but you need to stick with it. The center of revival is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life, and He wants to release that in your life today. See, these people are in love with God. They desire to live for Him. They want to see God's will be done. And then in verse 30, they pray, well, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They had this great awe and reverence for who he is. And when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all, all filled with the Holy Spirit and continue to speak the Word of God with boldness. Will you pray this way? Will you pray this way? See, God empowered them the same way He wants to empower you. The same way He wants to empower each of us. He wants to release His power in your life, not for selfish gain, but for His glory. He wants to do it for His glory.
Again, the center of revival is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I want this for all of us, but I want it first for each of us. And you don't experience any of this when we give up too soon. See, today is not your day to give up. Today is your day to draw closer. Today is your day to find yourself so deep in the presence of God that you've never even been there before. See, the best is yet to come and it's going to be amazing in your life. So my challenge for all of us here today is simply this. Will you dig in and seek the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life? Will you dig in? Will you stay there? you continue I know many of you you're, you're watching from home and online and there's a lot going on but I want to say this wherever you are today would you make an altar right where you're at if you're in your living room maybe your family's around maybe you're by it doesn't matter would you just make an altar Find yourself on your knees. If you can possibly get on your knees, get on your knees. Make an altar where you're at. If you sit, you gotta sit, do, do you? But would you pray this with me? And would you ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit that you would come to this place of empowerment of God's Spirit over your life? I want to see God do it in you. I want to see God do it in you. I want to see, see, it doesn't, revival doesn't happen in all of us before it happens in each of us. It's time for us to come to this place, get excited about the things of God. Like I mentioned before last week, we can't just compartmentalize all these areas. Here's God, here's this, this, this. Make God the center and seek Him and seek Him. May your heart desire Him. And may you find all of the power of God in your life that he desires for each of you. God is good. Would you join me in prayer? And we're going to worship right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we look at your word and it's so amazing as we watch your disciples. They have this confidence, this boldness. But God, as we read the scriptures, we come to understand that the revival we see is because of their seeking and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in their life. And God, I know that every single one of us at some point in our life has said, God, I want to be more bolder in my faith. God, I, I want to live for you with great passion. God, I want to worship your name. God, I, I, Lord, I pray, God, that that dream, that prayer that's once been said, God, would come alive now in this moment. Empower us with your Holy Spirit, with a fresh outpouring. In this moment, God, we seek you. We desire you. So would you work in us, God? We worship you right now. Brothers and sisters, take this moment to cry out to God. Ask him for a fresh outpouring in your life. Let's let God do it. Let's worship together in Jesus' name.